0: work less, and earn more. You've already earned it. Let's make it happen. Welcome to the Celebrate Brave podcast, a podcast for women in and around the tech industry. Every week, we dive into the conversations, frameworks, and best practices to help you stress less, work less, and earn a lot more. My name is Nicole Church-Steinbach, your host and the International Bravery Coach for Women in Tech. Let's go. Hey, welcome. We've got a powerful, powerful question today. Some of you have probably asked yourself this question if you're in hiring and some of you have heard other people ask this question. This is the question. I want to hire more women. Why aren't they applying? Hmm. I was asked this question very directly quite recently. I was in I was invited to speak in a small group event with very senior people, people who are committed to shaping and changing the face and the employee base for technology. These are people who deeply deeply believe And we're we're very willing to be quite vulnerable with myself and the other speaker, the other guest they had invited, about what what isn't working. How How can they really make a difference? They have a lot of power. They have a lot of authority. How can they really make a difference? And this, and it was a man, but I've heard women say this as well. In fact, one of my clients recently said it. Actually, two of my clients recently said it, (laughs) right? He was very vulnerable and very brave to say, I want to hire more women. Why aren't they applying? Now, y'all know I'm a little fiery. I'm I'm a little direct. And I've learned over the years to take a nice deep breath. And thankfully... The other guest in this round table chose to go first, (laughs) was biting at the bit, as they say, and was talking before I could take my breath. Thank goodness. And the other guest had really wonderful, beautiful things to say. And I'm very grateful because I got to take some notes and I, while rereading them, thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to share them here. So you have the context. I want to hire more women. Why aren't they applying? This was the first word that I said. False. False. I'm going to speak very directly. You may feel attacked. And if that's the case, that's okay for me. Because this question... This question outsources the responsibility onto the people who are not currently in power. It's false. The thoughts behind it are false. The assumptions behind it are false. The accountability and the responsibility for more women applying and hiring more women belongs to you. The question is not, why aren't they applying? It must be them. The question is, what do I need to do to call in more women? Now, instantly, the very few women at this roundtable were nodding their heads. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because people on the outside of the systems of power are very used very familiar with taking accountability and responsibility because we and white women need to get a lot better at this. We got a lot of learning to do. And we are also, we can see the systems of power in ways that white men, straight white men cannot. The men were a little bit baffled. Again, I want to stress. They were so vulnerable. They're really committed. They want in. They want to be a part of reshaping tech. But they were baffled. You might be baffled right now too. Women get baffled by this as well. Why aren't they Why aren't they applying? Where are the women? Why aren't they applying? I want to hire more women. Why aren't they applying? Look at yourself first. So here are some of the things that I specifically shared with this roundtable. And then I'm sharing with you. Number one, do you really want to? Do you really want to hire more women? And if the answer is yes, then I want to know how much time are you actually willing to put into, I really want to hire more women? Is it 15 minutes? Is it an hour? Is it a day? Is it a week? Is it a month? Is it a year? How many resources are you willing to put behind that? Are you putting it on top of your recruiter? Are you putting it on top of the managers? Or are you retraining them? How many resources? How much time? How much budget? And if the answer is none, none. You don't really want to hire women because the entire structure is built on hiring, preferring, speaking to straight white men. So if you're not willing to put time and money and resources into this goal, then you don't actually want it. Just be honest about that. Don't actually want it. Because if you told me you were taking out a new product and you told me you had no resources for it, you had no time scheduled for it, and you actually had no money, I would say, you're nuts. That's a hobby, not a business, and that product will fail. We would never do that in tech. We would never do that. We'd never like magically create this product and take it to market with no resources, no money, and no time. Of course we wouldn't. We wouldn't do that with any of our strategic goals yet somehow hiring women or hiring black people or hiring trans people. It's just like, "Mm, we kind of want to with what we already have, which is designed for men. No, do you really want to? And how much are you going to put behind it and be honest, be honest. Hmm. Then here it goes with the time, the resources, <laughs> and the money. You need to rewrite your postings. There's some really fabulous software out there. You can run your posting. I did this when I had a posting and I was shocked. I was only calling an extroverts. <laughs> like me. <laughs> that's why my team was a mess. We had no detailed people, (laughs) right? So you can run your posting through the software and it will tell you who you're calling in. It will flag your biased language, things like aggressive instead of assertive, and it will let you know what's going on. You need to pay for that software. You know what else you need to do? You need to go to the people that you're trying to call in And ask them for feedback. Now, I had the most luck. Most of my hiring managers, my senior VP, et cetera, clients have had the most positive feedback, the most like helpful critique when this process is anonymous. Who are you calling in? Rewrite your postings. Again, time, money, expertise, and resources. That's the first one. Number two, how are you marketing? How are you marketing your open positions? Are you reaching out to the same channels you've always reached out to? False. False. Are you sending emails to elevate the position within your network? God, I hope so. I'm shocked at how many people don't do this, but let's pretend. Are you sending them to the same people? Are you sending them to affinity groups? Are you sending them to your colleagues who have the identity you're attempting to hire in? Are you listening to what they say back to you? Time, resources, and money. Okay. All that. <laughs> right. You're really committed. You've put the time. You've put the money. You've put the resources. You've rewritten your post. You've gotten all of the feedback. You've really called in the people that you say you want to call in. You're marketing it. You're marketing it to the people that you want to pull in. If you're not marketing, to example, to witty or to an E to B or to Women Tech or Women in Tech or using the hashtags or anything, don't talk to me about why women aren't applying. You're not asking them to then you got to check in on your HR process. You got to check into your shortlist. If you are not as a hiring manager or someone on a panel critically looking at who the shortlist is, if you're not demanding from recruiting that they give you a very diverse and inclusive shortlist, guess what you're doing? You have two bars of success. You have the bar of success of potential for people who look, sound, and act like you. And then you have the bar of success for people that is much higher. It's not based on potential. It's based on previous results. Hey, I I was guilty of this too. People who were extroverts, people who were talkative, people who confidently said, yeah, sure, I can totally do that. I mean, I've never done it before, but I can do it again. (laughs) Right? Those people were always in my shortlist and I hired them into my projects based on potential. But the people who were introverted, detail-oriented, hesitated because they were thinking through their answers. Man, I hired them on results, previous results. Bullshit. False. You got to go into the shortlist. You got to check on the HR process. You know, there were two project roles that I had that I insisted that I see every single applicant. This goes back to time, money, and resources. I had to carve out multiple days over multiple weeks to look at every single applicant. And I found applicants that weren't even screened who were exactly what I was looking for. So I had to train my recruiter a little bit more. And a little bit more and a little bit more. All right. So now we're calling in the people. We're checking out the HR process. We're checking out the shortlist. Now check your questions. Check your questions. What do you really need? What do you really want? Who is going to balance yourself and your team? Who's going to extend the team. Don't talk to me about culture fit. You want to hire more women? You want to hire more trans people? You want to hire more black people? You want to hire more immigrants? You want to hire more of everything? You want to be more diverse? Don't talk to me about culture fit. You hire for culture fit? You don't want to hire more women. I mean, you want to hire women who act like men. Talk to me about a culture stretch, culture enhancement, and tell me specifically what that is. For me, it was introverts, (laughs) detail oriented people, people who were deeply faithful. What's your culture? What does it need to become? and are you actually asking those questions here's a very very hard message and one where in this round table i let someone's popo on fire <laughs> he could hardly sit still And we ended up in this great conversation Uh, But this is hard You ready? You want to hire more women? Review your retention rates Are women leaving? How long are women staying with you? Really dive deep into it Are there patterns? If you do not have fantastic retention rates for all of your non-dominant identities that are in line with your dominant identities, you probably have a reputation problem. You probably have a reputation problem. We talk to each other. We know who's really good at the marketing. Ooh, yes, diverse and who actually treats women like crap. Who say that they want to have culture stretch, but actually they just want culture fit. Just sit up there and represent all women. Sit up there and represent all black people. Sit up there and represent all immigrants, all trans people. We know we're telling each other more and more and more Who says, well, your people, would they buy this? What's up with your people? Why are they so complicated during implementation? You know, are your people interested in this kind of report? You may have a reputation problem. Get real with it. Look at your retention rates. Look at your promotion rates. And I slipped this in, but I really, really, really want you to hear it again. For those of you that are hiring, I want you to really think about yourself. And for those of you that are looking to be hired, who are looking to be promoted, I want you to really internalize this. Evaluate your standards. I mentioned that there are two bars. There's the bar of potential that is much lower that we give to people we identify with. And then there's the bar of previous results, proven results that is much higher. There's the bar of, I trust. And there's the bar of, I believe, show me. Make sure you are always working to see the two different bars and to work to reduce the gap, remove the gap. This is so real and so true and so concrete that any black woman listening to this is like, "Mm mm-hmm, yep a hundred percent. In fact, when I coach black women, trans women, women with an accent in whatever language, whether it's a German, you know, when they're speaking German, it's an accent. When they're speaking English, it's an accent. When it's, you know, an Indian accent, in English as an example, I tell them, you have to make your next goal look already achieved. You have to stand and communicate with so much confidence that you've already done that, that you already have the skills. Yes, it's a stretch for you. Yes, it's a growth opportunity for you. Yes. And there are two bars. There is the bar of I trust. I hire for potential. That is much lower. And then there's the higher of I believe. Show me. That is much much higher. So you have to be able to tell them the hiring people, the panel, the HR recruiter, you have to show them and you have to be able to tell them with confidence. Yep. I've already done that. Yep. I have that skill. Yep. Even when it's a growth opportunity, get really, really real. I want to hire more women. Why aren't they applying is the wrong question. I want to hire more women. How do I change? That's the question that matters. Until next time, brave it up. Hey, before you go, if you find the brave concepts I share in this podcast useful and you want personal in-depth support to reach your brave goals, I invite you to apply for my six month one-on-one build your brave coaching package. We take all the things I talk about here and apply them specifically and with laser focus to you imagine. You and me together for six months, building your bravery so that no matter your goal, no matter where you're starting, we celebrate your results. I coach you and I teach you everything you need to know to get clear, get going and become your brave you. You will stress less you will work less, and you will earn a lot more. By the end of working together, you'll know exactly how you've created your life and how you will continue to do so. One brave moment, one brave choice at a time. Go to tricksteinbach.com and schedule your consultation. Till next week, brave it up.